0: it's Superman, a strange visitor from the planet Krypton, who came to Earth with amazing physical powers far beyond those of mortal men, and who, disguised as Clark Kent, mild-mannered reporter for a great metropolitan newspaper, wages a never-ending battle for truth and justice. Today, as Superman is still searching for them... Batman and Robin, having made a final desperate bid for freedom and failed, can only stand by helplessly as the evil Mr. Jones approaches gun in hand to make good his threat.
1: Now, Batman and Robin, this is the end for you. What'll we
2: do, Batman?
0: We can't do anything, Robin. It's it's all over for us.
3: Well, gang, the Superman Hidden Word Contest is now a thing of the past, but its memory lingers on, particularly in the minds of the judges and the rest of us who helped wade through the veritable mountain of entries that poured in. And that, as I no doubt mentioned before, was a gargantuan job that compares favorably with the task performed by Hercules. However, don't get the impression that we're complaining. On the contrary, we're very happy about the whole thing. And we're pleased beyond words at your gratifying response. We're proud, yes, very proud, that so many of you played the game with us and thought enough of it to enter the contest. And beyond that, we're even prouder that so many of you knew and felt the real meaning of the words All men are created equal. A phrase that guarantees equal rights to all citizens of the United States under our Constitution. Some of you mentioned that this right was not quite fulfilled with respect to some minorities in our country, and you're not completely wrong. But all of you will admit that things are moving in the right direction and that more and more, all kinds of people are beginning to acknowledge that all men are created equal. And more and more, this is becoming a meaningful phrase in our daily lives. So once again, we say a million thanks to all of you for your response to our contest. We hope more of you win in our next one. Of course we don't know so we can't tell you when that will be In the meantime we hope you'll continue to listen to and enjoy the adventures of Superman every day Monday through Friday on these same stations at this same time
0: And now the adventures of Superman <laughs> Having learned that the famous Batman and the wealthy Bruce Wayne were one and the same person, a mysterious man who called himself Mr. Jones persuaded Batman to go away with him under the threat of revealing his secret. Then, holding Batman prisoner, Jones sent a man who looked very much like Batman and who had been trained to impersonate him to Metropolis, where he made un-American speeches and led Robin, Batman's young companion, into an ambush. While Superman was trying to locate Jones, who he had learned was really a rabble-rouser named Mort Beeler, Batman and Robin, chained to the wall in an old revolutionary barracks, knocked out a henchman of Jones's who ventured too near and searched him, hoping to find a gun with which they could free themselves from their chains. But the man was without a gun, their last hope gone. The dynamic duo could only stand by helplessly as Jones entered the long, dimly-lit room. And Jones did have a
3: revolver. What are
1: you two up to, huh? Eh? Don't mind us,
2: Jonesy. We're just playing patty cake with your gorilla. Really?
1: And you won't play any more games because I'm going to well, take care of you. Well, here it comes, Batman. Right Quick, now Robin,
0: Drop to the floor behind Jones' pal. My Batman. Leave the Hey, what are you two up to now? Drop your gun, Jones. I've got you covered. Holy
1: smokes. What? Don't make me laugh, Batman. This is no joke.
0: I've got your gorilla's gun. What a bluff. What? You heard me, Jones. Now drop your gun or I'll
1: shoot. Help! And stop, me. Jones.
0: Help. Stop or I'll
2: shoot. He's gone, Batman. He fell for the old shell game. Sure, he's yellow.
0: I never knew a rabble rouser that hey. wasn't.
2: What do you think he'll do now?
0: I'll probably come back with reinforcements. Oh, well, here it comes. Stand back. The first guy who pokes his head in here gets a bullet in his head. See that,
2: Robin? <laughs> yeah. They duck back like rats in their holes. Well, now what, Batman. We won't be able to fool them forever. Yeah, I know.
0: Up on your feet, Chum. Come on. What's the gimmick? We've got to make another try to snap these chains.
2: Are you kidding? We've already tried for hours.
0: I know, but we've got to try again. Now, come on now. Put your foot against the wall and then throw yourself backward.
2: Okay. Oh It's no use, fat man. It won't break. No, I guess you're right, Robin. We're not getting anyplace. I wonder what friend Jonesy is up to now.
0: Oh, something rotten. You can bet your bottom dollar on that. Hey, wait. What's that? What? Do you smell smoke?
2: Gee whiz, yes.
0: Yeah, and yeah, now I hear something burning
2: too. Listen. Holy smokes! This joint is on fire! What's that? Back here. set this place on fire to, to finish us.
0: Right, Robin. <coughs> yes. Looks as if we've jumped right out of the frying pan into the fire. <coughs> Coughing as the smoke begins to swirl through the long, low room, Batman and Robin realize that their final desperate rose has now also ended in failure. Meanwhile, in the farmhouse of William Hempel, where papers are strewn all over the floor, Superman and Hempel have been unable to locate the envelopes bearing the name and address of Mort Beeler, alias Mister Jones. You said you were sure those envelopes were here, Mister Hempel. Uh, they was, Superman. Like I told you, Beeler sent him asking for contributions to his no good society. Well, then, where are they? Yeah, beats me. All I can think is maybe me or my wife them out. Oh, great, Scott! What'll I do? I've got to find Jones, I mean, Beeler's address, because I'm sure he's holding Batman and Robin someplace. I sure wish I could help your Superman, Wait, Mr. Hempel, but... You say this man Beeler goes around the countryside making speeches and trying to get support for his Let Europe Starve campaign. Yeah. Then he sends letters to the people who heard him speak asking for money. Well, if he's spoken around here and sent you letters, he must have sent letters to some of your neighbors, too. Why, sure. I was speaking to Sam Hoffmeyer just the other day about it. Sam says he got a letter, but... Where does Hoffmeyer live? His farm's just other side of Meafield on the turnpike. Good, I'll find him. See you later, Mr. Hempel, and thanks. Up, up, and away! (laughs) Mr. Hempel says you've got a letter from this man Mort Beeler too, Mr. Hoffmeyer, asking you to contribute to his un-American campaign.
1: Yep, I did, Superman. Well, tell me, have you Everybody a copy? won't get no money from me.
0: No, but I... Uh...
1: I always say, we got to help them poor folks over there. Yes,
0: yes, of course we do. But uh, what about the letter? Do you still have it?
1: Uh, let's see. I reckon so. Oh, well,
0: will you show it to me, please? It'll give me Beeler's address, now, and then I can...
1: Hold on, hold on. Seems to me i seen it over here in the fruit bowl. Oh, well, usually we keep all letters and papers and sets in here.
0: Well, is it there?
1: Uh, nope, we don't seem to be here now. Oh, oh
0: now how will I Sarah,
1: find Bill? wait a minute, wait a minute. I kind of recollect taking it upstairs to Sarah the other day. Sarah? Yeah, that's my wife. Uh, she's been ailing some, so I took her up whatever letters and papers was around for... Heard
0: the time. Yes, yes. Will you please see if the letter is upstairs, Mr. Hoffmeyer? Uh,
1: yep, uh, go right up now. Uh, you just
0: wait here. I will, but hurry, please. Every second counts. Anxiously, Superman waits for Sam Hoffmeyer to seek out the precious letter from rabble-rouser Mort Beeler, alias Mr. Jones. Meanwhile, the ancient prison barracks, set in a vast, desolate countryside, is blazing furiously as Batman and Robin chained in the center of the burning structure, are helpless. What will happen? We'll be back in a moment for the dramatic climax of today's episode. So keep listening.
3: Gang, I just want to tell you a few words about a young fellow whose name is Chris Yorkis. Chris is 13 years old and a very nice boy. But he's having a great deal of trouble growing up healthy. As a matter of fact, although he is 13 years old, Chris only weighs about 40 pounds. Sounds incredible, doesn't it? Because most of you who are the same age weigh somewhere in the neighborhood of 90 pounds. And that's as it should be. Now you ask, why is Chris Yorkis so thin, so much underweight? I'll tell you why. It's simply because he doesn't get enough to eat. And what he does get is not the kind of food that puts flesh on a fellow's bones. And it isn't because his mother doesn't want to give him the proper foods, or even because he doesn't want to eat. Chris' condition is due to the fact that in the war-ravaged country where he lives, he just can't get the proper foods. Yes, that's true. You see, Chris Yorkis is just one of millions of boys and girls overseas who, since the war, have slowly been starving to death through no fault of their own. Like the others in the same boat with him, Chris' weakened condition due to malnutrition, improper clothing, and other unhealthful conditions has led to his becoming sick. Now, you'd think a boy like that would have nothing to look forward to, nothing to live for. But Chris has one thing, a faith in other boys and girls who are lucky enough to live here in the United States. And all the boys and girls like Chris are looking for you to help them. You can do it by joining the chapter of the crusade for children in your city. Don't waste time. Do that at once. Your prompt response to this appeal will help to save Chris' life and the lives of millions of other unfortunate boys and girls like him.
0: Now, back to the adventures of Superman. In a desolate countryside, the twilight sky for miles around is illuminated by the glare of a raging fire that is making an inferno of the ancient prison barracks, which dates back to the time of the Revolution. Outside the blazing wooden structure, a half dozen of Mr. Jones' followers stand watching in awe. While to one side, smiling broadly, the rabble rouser stands with Ed, the man who was trained to impersonate Batman.
1: Well, Ed, that's the end of Batman and Robin. Oh. That's a tough way to go, Mr. Dealer. Huh? Feel sorry, him, do you? Well, kind of. Uh, you get over it when we start spending Batman's money. <laughs> Ed, what's the matter? Where are the suitcases? What suitcases? The ones with Batman's money. Why, why, I thought you brought them out. I thought you did. Holy smoke. Come on, we've got to get them. No, wait, we can't go back in there. The roof will go down any minute. We've got to. There's over a million dollars worth of securities in those suitcases. They'll be burned up or we'll be killed at this. No, what... we won't. The suitcases are in the kitchen near the door. For heaven's sake, come on, hurry. Well, All right. <laughs>
0: Jones and Batman's impersonator rush into the rear of the blazing barracks, risking their lives to rescue their stolen loot. There is a rending crash, and the roof above them crashes down upon them. And at that moment, having finally learned the address of Jones' headquarters, Superman streaks through the skies toward the blazing barracks, then plummets down into a mass of blazing, collapsing wreckage where he finds Batman and Robin who lie unmoving. As Superman arrived too late to save the dynamic duo, as the rabble-rouser Jones and Batman's impersonator, who, driven by greed and bigotry, pulled down destruction upon their own heads, destroyed the courageous Batman and Robin, too. There are more thrills and surprises in tomorrow's smashing climax of our story, fellows and girls, so don't miss it. Tune in, same time. Same station for the adventures of Superman. <laughs>
3: Superman is a copyrighted feature, appearing in Superman DC Comics Magazine, and is brought to you Monday through Friday at this same time. This program came from New York. Stay tuned to your mutual station for Captain Midnight, which follows in just a moment. And right after Captain Midnight, you will hear Tom X and his Ralston Straight Shooters. This is the world's largest network, serving more than 450 radio stations, the mutual broadcasting system.
0: Faster than a speeding bullet! More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Look, up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. Yeah. Superman. <laughs> Yes, it's Superman, strange visitor from the planet Krypton, who came to Earth with amazing physical powers far beyond those of mortal men, and who, disguised as Clark Kent, mild-mannered reporter for a great metropolitan newspaper, wages a never-ending battle for truth and justice. Today, having streaked through the sky to the burning prison barracks in which Batman and Robin were imprisoned, Superman hovers high in midair, then stiffens in horror at what he sees below him. Great Scott! I'm afraid I'm too late to save Batman and Robin, but I must try. Down to them! Down! <laughs>
3: And you remember as far back as this morning, gang, just after you finished dressing for school and Mother served up a delicious and nourishing breakfast? Well, there was lots of what it takes in that food to keep young folks pepped up in high gear. Vitamins and calories essential to the development of your mind and body. Now, do you recall that long about lunchtime, you felt the driving need for more of the same? Well, that was because you had used up all the energy contained in your breakfast. You needed more, and Mother saw to it that you got it. But in lots of homes in Europe and Asia, war-ravaged parts of the world, other boys and girls like you, who also need vitamins and calories to keep going, didn't have them. All they got to eat today was maybe a little thin soup and a crust of dry bread. And it wasn't because their mothers didn't recognize their need and want to fulfill it. It was because that's all there was in the house. Now, how far do you think you could go on food like that? How much running and playing and schoolwork do you think you could accomplish with so little nourishment? Not much, believe me you'd probably grow thin and weak and listless and so become subject to sickness and disease. Well, that's exactly what is happening to thousands and thousands of boys and girls all over the world, all through no fault of their own, simply because they are innocent victims of war. But something can be done to help them get the proper kind of food necessary to health and strength so that they, too, can grow up to be useful citizens of the world. And you can help them. You, the lucky boys and girls of America, can help them by joining the Crusade for Children, a nationwide organization of American young people dedicated to helping the less fortunate children overseas. Later, I'll tell you more about this wonderful opportunity you have to do something helpful. So stay with us.
0: And now, the adventures of Superman. Motivated by selfishness and greed, a rabble rouser named Mort Beeler, who masqueraded as a Mr. Jones, captured the famous Batman and arranged for a man who had been trained to impersonate Batman to make un-American speeches. Then Robin, Batman's young companion, was led into an ambush and captured. While Superman tried to trace his friends by the means of a recording of Jones's voice, Jones and the impersonator appeared at Batman's bank and took possession of his large fortune. Then they returned to an old revolutionary barracks far upstate to do away with Batman and Robin. There, the dynamic duo staved off disaster temporarily by overpowering a guard and pretending to have a gun. But Jones countered by setting fire to the ancient barracks in which Batman and his young companion were chained to heavy beams. By a grim stroke of fate, Jones and the impersonator were struck down in the burning wreckage when part of the roof collapsed. Now, as Superman zooms down into the flaming building, the rest of the roof is buckling, about to collapse upon the unconscious forms of Batman and Robin. Batman! Robin! Oh, they're unconscious. That chain! Hey, that roof's going to fall in a second. I better rip these chains out of the wall like this. There. I'll just wrap my caper on these two like this. Uh-oh, here comes that roof! Ah! covering his unconscious friends with his brilliant red cape, Superman stands above them, shielding them as the blazing roof plunges down with a roar upon his head and shoulders. Ah. And... Now... Steel shrugs the burning timbers from his shoulders and protecting the two limp figures in his arms, leaps from the inferno high into the clear, cool sky, looking like a gigantic phoenix, the fabulous firebird. <laughs> then, surveying the awesome scene below for an instant, Superman veers and speaks away to the south, bound for Metropolis. Away! time later, in the house they occupy as Bruce Wayne and Dick Grayson, Batman and Robin have been seen and pronounced fit by their doctor. Now, after showers and a change into fresh clothes, they're in their kitchen with Superman, who has resumed his guise of Clark Kent. Bruce is making a third round of sandwiches, and Dick is pouring a second bottle of milk. Mm. Hey, this is good eating. I must have been hungry. Well, good. I'll pick some more sandwiches. Mm-mm. <laughs> Oh, don't make any more for me, Bruce. I'm full. Mm, keep working, Bruce.
2: I'll eat Mr. Kent, sure. Oh,
0: okay, Dick. If you can take it, I can dish it up.
2: Mm, you keep dishing something, and I'll keep taking <laughs> Where do you put it all, Dick? Oh, I'm a growing boy, didn't you know? <laughs> or maybe the fire gave me an appetite. Oh, don't remind me of that. Oh, once, I really thought we were done for. Well, me
0: too. And we would have been, if not for Superman. Hey, that reminds me. I, I didn't thank you, Clark. Oh, forget it, Bruce. Huh?
2: What are you thanking him for?
0: Why, because I... I... Well, that's a fine question to ask, Dick. Didn't Clark find and identify that recording of Jones's voice I left behind?
2: Oh, that's right. And then he turned over the info to Superman, huh? Oh, well,
0: that's about right, huh? Hey, Clark?
2: Yeah, well, something like that. <laughs> <laughs>
0: something is, something like that's good. Hey,
2: what are you two laughing about? Uh, who, me? Yes, you. There's something going on that I don't know about. Now, what, kid? <laughs> well... Maybe uh, we'll tell you sometime.
0: <laughs> yes, maybe.
2: <laughs> oh, come on, tell me now.
0: No can do, sonny boy, so forget it. Now we...
2: Maybe I can
0: guess. Don't bother, Dick. Forget it, I said. Oh, uh, well, look, Clark. Jones, Mort Beeler, I mean, and my impersonator are really done for, aren't they? Yep. They'll never pull another rascally trick in this world, Bruce. Well, I hate to say it, but they had it coming to them.
2: They sure did. They weren't only thieves and murderers, but rabble-rousers who tried to turn people against each other, which is worse. Yes, they were the worst kind of rabble-rousers, Dick. You know, Jones had a printing press in that
0: old prison barracks in which he used to print anti-racial pamphlets to mail out all over the country. No kidding. Sure. Yeah, he was a nice guy, all right.
2: Say, that reminds me. Anybody get a newspaper? Why? I want to look at the want ads. With all our money burned up in the fire, we'll have to get jobs.
0: You and Bruce have jobs, Dick. Your job is to bat against crooks and rabble-rousers.
2: Oh, we do that for free and for fun. And I'm spoiled. I like to eat three square meals a day. Oh, What I've seen this evening, you like to eat four or five.
0: Well, don't worry, Dick. You'll keep on eating. Clark tells me that Beeler and my impersonator needn't have gone back into the fire for the securities they stole from me because one of their men had brought the suitcases out.
2: Well, I'll be darned.
0: Pretty ironic, huh?
2: Yes, but good.
0: And when Superman went back there after bringing us here this evening, he picked up our little nest egg. And the followers of the late Mr. Jones Beeler, who were starting for places unknown.
2: Oh, well, isn't that nice? Ah, that Superman. You know, he's a lad after my own heart.
0: And my... Holy smokes. What's the matter, Clark? Oh, a fine newspaper reporter I am. Here, I've got a big scoop, but instead of rushing into the Daily Planet, I sit here idly playing tiddlywinks with you guys. Hey, hey, wait a out minute. Out of my way, I've got to fly. And I do mean fly. So long, Chums. So long, Mr. Kent, and thanks. Yeah, thanks, and happy landings, Clark. Call me anytime. time. So long. Hurrying from Batman and Robin's house... Clark Kent pauses in the shadows to resume his true identity of Superman. Then, up, up, and away! Man of Steel takes again to the airways and speaks across the tall skyscrapers and broad avenues of the city to the Daily Planet, where he meets head-on with a startling surprise. We'll be back in a moment to find out what it is, so keep listening.
3: Gang, let me tell you once again that the biggest job you, the boys and girls of America, can do today is to lend a helping hand to the less fortunate children of Europe and Asia, those innocent victims of the last war who haven't enough to eat. Helping those poor young people gives you an opportunity to do something that is really worthwhile, something that will make you feel proud. Believe it or not, there are 230 million of those hungry children all over the world who look to you, the lucky boys and girls of America, for a helping hand. They're counting on you. Their faith in you is their only hope for a healthy future. Don't let them down. They'll pay you back for acts of kindness all their lives with understanding friendship, the kind of friendship that leads to world peace, and that is very important. How can you help? By joining the crusade for children in your city... Members of the Crusade for Children canvass their neighborhoods for contributions. They give plays and parties to raise money and raise additional funds to the sale of cookies and candies, which they make themselves. They do lots of other things, too, all sorts of things that will bring in money, which is then used to purchase healthful, nourishing foods to be sent starving children overseas. It's real good, helpful work, and it's loads of fun, too. So don't waste any more time. Join the Crusade for Children tomorrow. Find out from local service agencies if there's a chapter of Crusade for Children in your city. If there isn't one, do something about it. Get your teacher or a social service worker to help you organize a chapter. Get your parents to give you a hand and ask your friends to join you in this very worthwhile activity. Remember what I said before. There are 230 million starving children in Europe and Asia who are counting on you to help them grow up strong and healthy with proper foods. Don't let them down. (laughs) And
0: now, back to the adventures of Superman. Back at the Metropolis Daily Planet in his disguise as Clark Kent, mild-mannered and bespectacled reporter, Superman typed the amazing story of Mort Wheeler and Batman and Robin. Then, ripping the last page of the story from his typewriter, he strode to his office door and threw it open on the bustling city road. Copy. Copy, boy. Come on, Beanie. Come on, step on it. Yes,
2: sir. Got something hot, Mr. Kent? Well, oh,
0: I got a scoop for page one, that's a all. A scoop, huh? Yes, what? but at the rate you're traveling, it'll be ancient history by the time you get it to the city editor's desk. Well,
2: God... All, all right, never mind the
0: conversation. Now, here, Beanie, take this to Mr. Burroughs. And shift into high gear, will you please?
2: Yes, sir.
0: I'm on my way. <laughs> oh, what a kid. I wonder if he still plays Euchre. Oh. oh, what a day. Even I can stand a bit of relaxing right now. Oh, and there's my phone. Now what? Hello? Hello, Kent. Yes, who's this? This is Candy Myers. Well, hello, Candy. Hey, how's the private detective business? It's running me into the ground, chum. Oh. I need your help, but bad. Oh, now look, what would a super sleuth need me for? Now, please, Kent, don't
3: make with a quiz game. Why? Right, what's that? I matter? wouldn't be calling you all the way from England just for a gang. England? Yeah, London, England. And if you don't get here to give me a hand
0: soon, I'll be pushing up English daisies in a British potter's feet. Hey, sounds serious, Candy. It is serious. What's more, it's a terrific story for you. Well, just tell me where I can find you, and I'll see you before you can say tea and crumpets.
4: I'm staying at the Three Georges
0: Hotel in London. That's all I need to know, Candy. So long. I'll see you soon. (laughs) Replacing the phone, Clark Kent leaps across his office and turns the lock in his door, then strips off his business suit and spectacles, and is revealed once more in the skin-tight blue costume and crimson cape of Superman. Up, up, and away! Leaping high through his office window, Superman veers to the east, and straightening out like a great red and blue arrow, hurtles across the city and out over the broad Atlantic Ocean bound for London, England, and Candy Myers. What is the terrific story in which Superman's private detective friend is involved and in which he requires Superman's help? It is a terrific story, fellows and girls, just as Candy promised. And we can promise you that you'll be sitting on the edges of your chairs from beginning to end. So be sure to tune in tomorrow... Same time, same station, and listen to Chapter One of The Kingdom Under the Sea on The Adventures of Superman. <laughs>
3: Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Superman DC Comics Magazine and is brought to you Monday through Friday at this same time. This program came from New York. Stay tuned to your mutual station for Captain Midnight, which follows in just a moment. And right after Captain Midnight, you will hear Tom X and his Ralston Straight Shooters. This is the Mutual Broadcasting System.
5: Welcome back. I thought that Robin uh knew Superman's secret identity, but I may have gotten confused around there. Overall, I thought this was a decent story, but it lost steam a bit into the second half. Uh, I think Batman and Robin, being a bit ineffectual, does hurt the story. Plus, it kept messing up secret identities of Batman and Bruce Wayne, and who knew what? And plus, the villain's whole plot just seems kind of erratic. If your whole ultimate goal is to steal uh, uh, Bruce Wayne's fortune and to abscond with the money, why even bother with the uh, speeches against sending money to uh, Europe? I also have to admit it did seem like somewhat of a counterintuitive fundraising le- letter. Uh, dear, you know, that it must've sent out the, you know, for the starve Europe community, uh, committee, dear friend, uh, you shouldn't, you should hold on to every penny you make. You should send none of it off to charity. None of it that you should keep all of your money. And that's what we're for. So please mail us a check. That does seem like a really doomed effort. Cause if they don't want to send money to starving children, why are they going to send money to you? Though I, I guess there are some for whom that would work. Uh, James Lawrence also thought that this was better than some of the stories we've seen recently, but still, uh, it, it was not as good as it could have been. Uh, he made the point on SupermanHomepage.com that there could have been a lot done with uh, Mr. Jones, with, um Jones or Mort, uh, knowing Superman's, uh, I mean, Batman's secret identity in terms of the opportunities that it presented. Though a lot of the opportunities James Lawrence identified came from understanding Batman as Batman with his rogues gallery, and his prominence, and everything that goes along with that. Which isn't something the radio show has has done well with in representing the Dark Knight. So overall, this was okay, but I'm looking forward to the next one. And you have to wonder if... uh uh Candy Myers is going to notice that uh, Clark Kent got there a lot sooner than a transatlantic flight would indicate. Particularly since he was asking for Clark Kent and not for Superman. Uh, but that'll do it for now. Join us back here on Sunday as we begin a new serial. In the meantime, send your comments to adam at adamsweb.us. Be sure and rate the show on iTunes. From Boise, Idaho, this is your host, Adam Graham, signing off.